0: Thanks for tuning in to the Beer Mighty Things podcast, your place for education and happenings for all things craft beverage. I'm your host, Kyle Reiner. I hope you obtain some value from our show because, as you know, far better it is to beer mighty things. Cheers. Welcome in to the Beer Mighty Things podcast. It's what you listen to while you brew, you know, and and do other things. Uh, today, we are diving into the almighty tap handle. It's this item that connects you to the beer, you to the brewery, and, and to the brewer himself or herself. Uh, it tells you about the personality of the brewer, the experience they'd like you to have, and the image that they would like to portray as a brand. So... In order to dive into this topic, I reached out to none other than the company that manufactures these bad boys and was received with open arms uh, by new father and sales director of the Americas here uh, of Tap Handles in Seattle, Washington, by way of Portland, Oregon, Andrew, Andrew Elias, Elias.
1: Elias, yeah.
0: Elias. Andrew, thanks for taking the time, man. How are you?
1: Uh, good. Thanks so much for having me, Kyle. Uh, this is awesome. I've been listening to your podcast. Uh, you do a really good job. You have really interesting topics. Thank you. Um, and great guests. So uh, honored to be here. Happy to be here. Really excited to uh, talk about some tap handles.
0: Well, since since we've had all these great guests, you know, don't mess it up, man. Come on.
1: It's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> so we'll,
0: <laughs> we'll see how I do. Honestly, this episode we are approaching five thousand listens, so this episode might might push us over.
1: Wow, that's very cool. Yeah, be honored to be a part of that too. Again,
0: again, don't mess it up, dude. Come on.
1: Yeah, even even more pressure.
0: All right. Come on. New father is your baby napping? What are we
1: doing here? Yeah, I think I don't know if he's napping right now. He's upstairs with his mom. They're just kind of hanging out, but I'm sure okay. nap time is around the corner. He's uh, four and a half months old, so very still cool. pretty frequent naps, but. Um, it is, it has been quite an amazing journey so far.
0: Awesome. And, you know, being pandemic, I guess you're probably home getting to spend more time with the family.
1: Yeah. My, my wife and I actually talked about that because we both usually travel a lot for work. And so the pandemic hit when she was um, pregnant and it actually allowed us to have a lot of time together that we normally wouldn't even during the pregnancy. And then of course, with the birth, uh, after the birth, I would have, you know, try to be home more than anyway, but it, it made it um, a much easier choice. And so if there's a silver lining, it's, it's that, uh, at least for us. Yeah. That's awesome. And congrats. That's
0: really cool. It's a fun age. And you know, every day, every week is just something new and it's a lot of
1: fun. Yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible just watching him interact with the world more and more every day. Awesome.
0: All right, cool. Well, Andrew, not only are you the sales director of the america zone of tap handles but you know you had mentioned that you are a self-proclaimed tap
1: handle geek is that right yeah yeah it's hard not to be in in this business um because that's kind of what keeps it interesting right like i just i love thinking of the tap handle as a as a kind of marketing and branding format mm-hmm. and um, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this one a little bit later, but because yeah. we design and manufacture the Tap Handle, like I also, and I didn't know this before joining Tap handles, but I also really am interested in the manufacturing process, kind of what's possible. Yep. Um, and so a Tap Handle provides you this, you know, limited space with which to tell this story and you want to tell this amazing story, you know, you want to represent yourself. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot to kind of geek out about there. And there's mm. a lot of, you know, little things in how they're built and how brands are expressed. Uh, so, so yeah, I'd love to geek out on that stuff.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. When you think about almost say like a super bowl commercial, where you got 30 seconds, right? When you got right. a tap handle and 50 tap handles next to you, you got six seconds right before somebody chooses that beer. So super important. That's awesome. How'd you, yeah. uh, how'd you end up at tap handles?
1: Uh, I had a, a, a former kind of mentor of mine, boss of mine, worked at Tap Handles uh, before I did. And um, so Tap Handles went through a bit of a transformation um, uh, in 2010, 2011, uh, where we were we were hoping to expand our product line. So, you know, our name is Tap Handles. I obviously make Tap Handles. Uh, and it had been uh, the company had started in 1999. Um, and it had been pretty uh, a relatively reactive business to that point because if uh, you know the craft beer scene was just kind of growing, and if someone needed tap handles, they you know you Google tap handles, and or you you know even farther back you look up tap handles, and you find yeah. uh, this company called Tap Handles, and and so that worked. But we wanted to uh, get into some other product lines, um, and so so they they were like we need to hire a sales force. And so that was back in 2011. And so this, um, you know, this person i worked with before uh, reached out to me and, and asked if I wanted to uh, apply and, and see if I could join the team. And I know what she'd been up to she talked about the company a lot and being uh, also a beer enthusiast, I was uh, very interested And um, i had actually so I grew up in Seattle, and that's where the company's headquartered. But ironically enough, I had just moved to San Diego, another great beer city um i was kind of had 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 enough with the rain and i was like i'm gonna go somewhere that's sunny yeah um and so i i ended up i flew back up i interviewed and, and got the job um and then they were like well you gotta be based in portland so I had a brief stint in San Diego, got a little bit of a tan, and then I'm back up in Portland, back in the Pacific Northwest.
0: Just before that um, tan wore off, you had to relocate.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, but it was great because it went. You know, I I, uh, I love the Pacific Northwest, so it, yeah, uh, that wasn't that wasn't a problem, and and it was another great beer city, right? So I got to experience in Seattle uh, and then San Diego and then Portland, and so it's just um, been very fortunate. <laughs> That's of, awesome. Uh, along my career arc to be in in such good beer towns also. Yeah. And
0: you've been at Tap Handles like 10 years.
1: Yeah. Coming up on it. So I started in uh, December, 2011. So essentially 2012. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, 2020 doesn't count as a year. So really it's only been actually 2020 counts as about four years.
1: Yeah. I was (laughs) (laughs) going to say it counts as a lifetime. It feels (laughs) like sometimes. So (laughs) It'll, it'll mess up the, the, the accounting there
0: exactly awesome so the goal of tap handles and i actually have black and yellow sunglasses my daughters are like what the hell are those you know it says sell more beer on the side
1: yeah
0: Uh, got those at cbc if you i think in nashville uh nice yeah but yeah so i I think it's funny you know i'll be at like a stoplight wearing these sunglasses and people peer over to like sell more beer We need to drink more beer
1: man Um, yeah that's those are we 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 have brought those to a trade show a few years back and they just kind of became very iconic. So we always have them, but it is that so more beer, like that really cuts to the heart of, you know, what tap handle, what you do and why you do it. You. Um, and that, you know, for, for us, like that's one of the things I really, uh, I love about the position we're in is that, you know, we, we create this product for people that if it works, they need more, of that product. And so we like, we're very aligned with with their goal of like, we want to make a tap handle that sells you more beer Um, because that's, that's the ultimate goal with it and and communicating your brand. And so those are the conversations we have with people. And that's like, that's an awesome thing to do um, is is to talk to someone about their brand and try to like come up with this creative thing that, uh, that expresses that.
0: Love it. And Paul, is it Victor?
1: Victor? Yeah. He, um, He founded the company um, back in 1999, and he actually – he thought it was going to be like a homebrew uh, supply type thing where homebrewers would buy uh, the – we call them now our ready-made handles, which you can find on our website, but kind of the stock shapes. Um, And then just through some kind of fortuitous meetings, um, meeting with some different breweries who, who were like, hey, can you make me a custom tap handle? it evolved into actually servicing uh, breweries Uh, so he he kind of guided us through that and um, he's actually stepped away from kind of the day-to-day operations of the company still the owner but um, yeah he you know he had that original vision he was living in west seattle He was spray painting tap handles you know his garage and all that love it and uh typical like jeff bezos fashion right (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a super entrepreneurial. And, um, you know, that's one thing that I think is that's a really strong thread in the craft beer community as well It's just like tons of really entrepreneurial people. Um, and so we try to, you know, we try to keep that spirit in our company as well, because um, we, we feel like it aligns with with the industry and it's you know it's a really it's a really fun aspect that that kind of everyone has that little bit to
0: them yeah the folks who manufacture craft beverages are super creative always pushing the boundaries and they're like you know if if the loss doesn't say that we can't do it well then we're gonna do it and see what happens right you know ask for (laughs) don't ask for permission ask for forgiveness you know yeah totally and that's that's fun um cool all right, and, and Paul, right, when he kind of started this business, was it, I read something about China, manufacturing in China, bringing it back to Seattle, and then you guys have expanded, right, Europe, Latin America, and Spain. So do we still have the China location and, and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, so when, when he first moved into kind of producing handles at a production scale, um, he, he, we, were, we were sourcing the handles in China. Um, But you just couldn't really get the the quality and also the capabilities that he wanted. So he actually built a factory over there, um, I think in 2007, uh, specifically for tap handle manufacturing. So that's where the bulk of our manufacturing has happened um, since then is at this wholly owned factory. And actually in 2017, we we moved to a new location and so upgraded everything, um, you know, a lot had changed since 2007. So we uh, we did a ton of upgrades to the factory, a ton of environmental upgrades, like um, and just gave us more space and more capacity um, and allowed us to bring in kind of more capabilities as well. So the bulk of our manufacturing is done at our wholly owned factory in China. Um, And we're always looking, you know, we we make products beyond tap handles as well. um, And we're always looking to kind of, build products in the places that make the most sense. And, um, you know, our factory allows us to hit, to have complete control over the quality, uh, which is super critical. Because Again, this is people's brands on the tower. Um, and, And also get the amount of capabilities that we, that just wouldn't be possible in like other areas. And part of that is that where our factory is located, there's just, there's just so much manufacturing that happens there, and the tap handle is oftentimes it's kind of a uh, a sum of, of multiple different parts, and so you want to be you want to have your factory located in a place where you have access to a bunch of different capabilities because mm-hmm. you might want to buy this little piece and incorporate it into the tap handle. You might want to buy that little piece and incorporate it into the tap handle. So our factory uh, has you know like a, a vast supply network of I think over 200 vendors. Wow. That they that we can use if someone says, I want this thing on my chat handle, we can figure out how to make it and how to get it. Um, and that's what allows us to kind of get the, the full breadth of uh, designs that you see. That's awesome. So I'm going to digress
0: slightly, but bring it back to how this goes along with the other products that you create. So again, going back to the history of the tap handle, um, I read that after prohibition was lifted, it was fairly common for bars to you know, advertise a certain beer or pour customer. So they would advertise a beer, but they would pour the customer a different lower quality beer in order to increase their margins. So you know they were sure. unlabeled. Um, but once yeah. the government kind of got hold of this news, they passed a law requiring the bars to identify the beers that were on tap. And then this led to you know, like Genesee and these breweries putting like this big ball kind of knob on with their logo as as the tap marker. But they began to realize the marketing potential here. And they started crafting bigger, more colorful uh, tap handles in the 80s. And But really what we kind of ended up seeing was a lot of bright red Budweiser tap handles. Um, In the 90s, everything kind of changed with craft beer. And the reason for that is fairly simple, right? They were the, the breweries were unable to compete with uh, the big macro beers. Um, so the way to stand out at first glance was to create a tap handle that stood out, right? The point of purchase uh, was, was how they separated themselves. So along with the tap handles, you guys also make draft towers and LED signage, right?
1: Yeah. Um, and one thing you pointed out there that's super interesting, uh, and because this is how we think about it as well, is that kind of leveling of the playing field. Right? And so it was true like that tap handle space is the exact same for everybody else. Right? And so one of the things that we try to offer is the ability for even the smallest brewery to have just like an amazing tap handle that will compete head to head with anyone because no one has an advantage there.
0: It almost looks like so, you have the same budget, you know.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, you can't you can't go much wider or taller or anything and and they generally cost kind of in the same bucket. So one of the things we we try to do is extend that to other products. So when we talk about draft towers, typically um, a custom draft tower is something that really only the largest breweries can afford. I mean, it's uh, the tooling cost is is really high. The unit it's it's a much higher capital intensive product to purchase, um, and so we're trying to create draft towers that you can actually get a custom or customized piece at a low quantity that's actually affordable. And so it's again, bringing this attempting to bring this leveling of the playing field uh, uh, to a new product line. And we're super excited about that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a product that's as prevalent in the U S market because we have a three tier system and there are um, some laws around the, like the value of a good you can give to an account. Um, right. We do think there's, you know, there's probably a solution out there, but it's predominantly, it's it's very common practice in Europe. Really, the rest of the world, um, these these custom draft towers are mm. what's used, and it's ironic because where in the rest of the world it's usually a custom draft tower, not a custom tap handle. Like you don't see custom tap handles very prevalent around the rest of the world, uh, and then in the U.S. it's it's kind of flipped.
0: Interesting. Okay, something to think about. I didn't really think about that. I just assume everyone's got fun tap handles everywhere.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it also uh, speaks to another thing you had mentioned is is just kind of the rise of craft breweries. And that is really what's really cool about that is it's a very kind of American phenomenon. Mm. Um, and one of the one of the factors is that we do have this three-tier system right. where it's you can you it's easy for someone to kind of gain entry into the marketplace. There's plenty of hurdles as well. Like it may not be easy to get into the distribution footprint in a, in a meaningful way. If yep. you're really, really small, but you can go Minimums, and get yeah. into some bars and, and sell direct yep. to consumers. Um, so that, because we have that, we, we have this explosion in in craft beer and that then means that you need to really market yourself. And so that, means you need a cool tap handle. So we really grown in pace with the craft beer world. Um, but in other countries where you may not have a three-tier system, you do see the the number of breweries is much smaller and the beer offerings are, are less because it's it's much more top-heavy and you have kind of these large breweries that, um, you know, if it's not illegal for a large brewery to own a bar, they're going to own a bunch of bars, and that's kind of the only beer. Alas, that you
0: can it's get almost in like that a monopoly, You're kind of monopolizing yeah, so, what you can have and where.
1: Yeah, so it's and it's it's not um, you know if you travel around, every country's different, but you know a lot of places in Europe, you'll go up to a bar or cafe and you'll see you know the awning will have like the brewery name on it, and that's mm-hmm. a, a signal that that's they just sell that beer in there and whatever other beers that brewery would make. So you don't get as many options. Um, But this craft beer phenomenon is kind of sweeping the globe. And so everywhere we're seeing more and more craft breweries pop up. Um, And some countries have had a long history of this for sure. Um, But you see, you know, you see places where before it was just one massive national brewery and now you have some little guys starting to come up and they have different challenges and different hurdles uh, to confront, but you know, they want to make, IPAs and they want to make sours and they want to make cool beers that aren't available um, yeah. from those macro breweries And it. So it's really neat to see that as well.
0: And we're, you know, a lot of my clients too now, you know, they're, they're calling me about shipping beer to Brazil, shipping beer to Japan. So it's neat to see how those countries are adapting and really getting interested in, in to the, uh, the IPAs, the hazies, the sours, you know, it's just a different, it's Beer's good, man. Beer. Yeah. It <laughs> <Beer> makes <laughs> the world go around. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. As you start kind of dabbling in it uh you know there's there's adherence to it all over and and it's it's really neat to see so i've traveled around to kind of different trade shows around the globe a little bit mm-hmm. um and it is it is really really fun to just see like that same passion in a bunch of different places and it's, yeah. it's very similar you know everyone is wants to make great beer and just have have fun and, and talk about it and be creative with it so it's
0: great beer is awesome beer is awesome that's it we can end it right there beer is awesome yeah. everybody. <laughs> that's, that's so, good, it all right well to that point you know tap handles right the brewery the bar you're at you're there for the experience you're there for the product they want to make it memorable uh, they want to make it uh, something that you you just feel is an experience right um you you understand the brand and, and this place really stood yeah. out to you so when we're shopping for top hand tap handles um what are some of the first things that we need to know uh, about tap handles? Like, you know, tap handles, the company and and tap handles themselves.
1: Yeah. So where we usually start with people is first, it's important to understand what their goals are. And that goal is not only with the tap handle visually, but you know, what your budget is and what your timeline is Um, we're creating uh, fully custom product if you're if you going with a custom tap handle from the ground up. Like we're literally designing it from scratch and then we're building a production line to make it and then we're producing it. So that takes some time and and we want to understand how much time we have on, on your side and what your budget yep. is and because we're designing it and manufacturing it, we can design towards people's budget and we yep. the design process is really collaborative and we talk about, you know, like you make this decision it might be more costly if you make this decision it might be less costly um so those things are really important right these breweries or businesses they they need to fit within that on the design side that's where it's a bit more of like a creative and and fun thing and that's where we the things we need to understand are what do you want the drinker to think and feel and what is your brand about and and if you get that two seconds where the the drinkers looking up at the bar and looking at the tap handles, what do you want them to take away right there? And what's important for you to communicate? Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of different ways to, to go about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I just put out episode 73, it was on crafting a brand and we talk a lot about that. It's like, you know, there are seven breweries in this 10 square mile area. And what is it, that you want them to remember about you? Why should they come back? Why should they tell their friends? And again, that tap handle is, is as much of an importance as the beer and as the ambiance. Um, what I like that uh, that tap handles does is you have, you know, basically a seven step process, right? That first part is consultation. It seems like that's where we're getting a lot of the, the idea, the brand building, um, thinking through some things that I would kind of think that might be one of the longest parts of the seven step process.
1: Yeah, the the consultation into the design process uh, uh, can take a bit. Um, yeah. It really because it's so collaborative, it really depends on kind of how defined uh, someone's someone's vision of. What they're
0: so probably about. like, all right, how busy is your schedule? When can you get yeah. back to me? Right? So <laughs>
1: when can we talk?
0: Exactly. Uh,
1: but right. some people some people do have like we'll have people come to us and they go, here's my logo, here's what I'm about, and that's that's enough for us to get started, but that might put us on a path where we have a lot of options to explore. And right. so, so that can just take longer to like to go through a bunch of different pathways and, and, and spend more time really defining what it is. Whereas other folks might come to us and be like, I drew a picture of the tap handle I want. So can you make this? And then okay. it's, you know can go a lot quicker.
0: Okay. So I'll just walk through the quick seven steps for the audience. So consultation, uh, number two would be prototype designs. Uh, three is here's your design and and here's the cost overview Four, final engineering five you place your order six is production and testing Uh, and then seven boom we ship it and you get it um
1: it's good i was saying there it is (laughs) simple seven step process
0: all right so
1: like (laughs) i've seen
0: a million tap handles i've owned tap handles but there are different parts of tap handles that, you know, a ferrule, a finial, a shield. Like I didn't know, I don't know those terms. So yeah. You know, is this something that most brewery owners know, or is this kind of some of those words can
1: be new to them as well? There is uh, there's a, a decent amount of like jargon with tap handles. Um, most brewery folks kind of know what they are. Uh, there might be like different terminology, but yeah, the, the, the ferrule is the metal component at the base of the handle which screws on to the hanger bolt and the faucet. Okay. um you don't have to have one of those you can do what's called an internally threaded handle where the handle just screws directly on to the the bolt of the okay. faucet um
0: now, does that depend on the tap system or no
1: no not in the us so the us everyone uses kind of the same taps and every faucet has the same hanger bolt Okay. And so it's, it's more of an aesthetic thing. Like if you want uh, that metal component at the bottom and that can be custom to the ferrule can be custom, or if you don't, uh, we can, we, we don't need to have it there. So yeah. we really let like the design drive that. Um, and then you have, you know, shields, you can have a shield or it can just be a part of the tap handle. And that is really used for if people want interchangeability on their handle, if they want okay. that capability. So so I have,
0: I have my lager on this week, and I want to interchange it out for the, the stout that came out.
1: Exactly. Okay. Um, and think of how many beers people come out with uh, these days. It's just like yeah. a constant churn. And so if you want one tap handle that represents your brewery, and then you want to have a space for the different beers... Uh, we can design that into the tap handle. And it might be a shield or it might just be a space on the tap handle. That
0: yeah, I've seen some that are like, you know, they could be like a little chalkboard, I guess, too, right? You can draw on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so you can do a chalkboard, you can do a sticker, you can do a magnet, you can do okay. like an insert card. Um, there's tons of different options there. Speaking and of man- options,
0: you guys have, you know, different types, right? You have different series. Right? So, So the pub series, Ballard series, Belltown, Queen Anne, Short, Know, what are what are some of the distinctive characteristics there? Or what what are kind of some of the most popular?
1: Yeah, so those are uh, those are what we call our ready-made handles because they're already made uh, and they're gotcha. at our our warehouse uh, just outside of Seattle, so they're ready to ship. Um, and those are used primarily by breweries. They're used primarily as kind of like a stopgap. So if we're designing the tap handle, a custom tap handle for someone. Um, that, you know, go back to that seven step process, like it, it takes a bit of time to go through that. And if someone is opening their brewery right away, or they're, they have a launch right away, and they need to get handles out market, we have these ready-made handles that they can utilize. And those are decorated through the use of like stickers or insert cards. Uh, right. But they're not a, they're not a, they're unique shapes, but they're not unique to just that brewery. So anyone can order them. Okay. And then would that you know, the be the, the most cost effective? If at a really low quantity they are okay so if you if you just want a few handles uh, that's that definitely is the way to go because there's um, they're, because they're in inventory you can order just a few of them and the, the quantity doesn't impact the uh, cost as much okay And Belltown uh, series a, yeah just a fun fact on those the the name of the series is just different like areas in Seattle so like Belltown's a, a neighborhood in Seattle
0: oh
1: look at that yeah
0: yeah okay that's cool coming from outside of philadelphia here it's the city of neighborhoods so i'm with you man and then i go to pittsburgh and they're like what neighborhood are you going to i'm like man i don't freaking know i'm going (laughs) this is where i'm going so many neighborhoods
1: (laughs) yeah it's kind of like different worlds pittsburgh and philadelphia
0: huh they're oh yeah yeah both fantastic beer towns but both different um yeah you know Philadelphia at rush hour is a nightmare and Pittsburgh at rush hour is like laughable. You're like, really? This is your this is traffic to you guys? Yeah, I was going through it was it was like a penguins game at you know seven o'clock and it was, you know, six o'clock and I'm driving past the stadium and like no traffic, no no problem. They're like, It was crazy. I'm like, this was easy. <laughs> uh, the problem with pittsburgh though is that every bridge is yellow and if you miss a, a y turn you know if you miss the veer yeah uh you end up going over a bridge driving down the next street coming back over the bridge your gps is yelling at you and you're like Damn. <laughs> yeah uh, it's a great town.
1: They're both
0: I great though.
1: cities though yeah uh, yeah good portland we also is called bridge city i don't know if it's pittsburgh was obviously probably first there but uh, yeah. a lot of bridges yeah
0: do your bridges in Portland have any specific color? No. Okay. They don't nice like match.
1: I, I, like the, I like the the color, but we don't. Yeah. Yeah, the yellow bridges are pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: cool. Cool. So moving into Belltown series. These are different shapes. Um they're almost like, you know, you got beer bottles, beer cans, um, so people can get creative here.
1: Yeah, so those would be um that, you know we try to have enough shapes where someone can fit their need uh, whatever that immediate need may be and a bottle and a can is, is, is very useful and a lot of people do like the cans uh, because they that's their their packaging um, and that's a that's also a really critical through point that we talk about uh, for the custom tap handles as well Consistency. is yeah how do we tie in your your packaging because if someone tries your beer, out at a bar you want them to be able to recognize it when they go shopping if they really like it and and be able to pick that beer out and we all know like how crowded the the beer aisle is and the the cold boxes at at grocery and stuff like that so that's really critical um but yeah the those uh, those ready-made handles we we do try to have kind of a a breadth of shapes that people can take advantage of uh, but they are usually used as kind of a as a stepping stone to get the, to get a fully custom one.
0: Done. Okay. Okay, cool. So um, we talked process of, of figuring out, you know, the customs, but what percentage would you say of the folks you work with, what percentage are ordering custom versus, you know, the ready-made?
1: It's the, probably the vast majority. I mean, most of our customers are doing custom tap handles and that's really what yeah. we're um, what the main part of our business is, um, and we again going back to that kind of like leveling of the playing field. We do try to we try to make this a product that is accessible even to you know pretty small microbrewery, and the the quantity you order definitely impacts the cost. But that can that pricing can start to make sense as low as like fifty pieces. Okay, and so most most breweries that are starting out that are planning on selling their beer on draft, that can be a pretty accessible number. You know, you have your, your local bars, you might have 20 of them that you have a relationship with. And so yep. that's 20 tap handles right there. And maybe they need more than one and you're planning on expanding to a few more, you know, you can get to that 50 pieces pretty quickly. Well, I'm
0: assuming um, sometimes they, you know, they grow legs and walk off and, you know, never to be found
1: again. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So order, order more than you think you need probably. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of the, the cooler, the tap handle, usually the more Mm -hmm. they walk away, which is, you know, there's good and bad. The bad part is that it's a real cost and that that's, that's challenging for breweries to, um, to not get a ton of use out of, out of the handle and we build them to be really high quality. So they'll last like forever. But if, you know, if they leave the marketplace, then you lose that utility. So that, that part is hard. Um, the benefit is that that means someone wants your handle. And if you go on eBay, there's, there's like this thriving marketplace of tap handles. Oh, wow. And if your tap handle is selling for a ton of money, uh, that means that people really dig your brand. Uh, my, my thought is it also means that, uh, there's an opportunity to sell your tap handle directly to consumers as well. And, yeah. and you be the one selling it rather than... Yeah, <laughs> like add, add, the add them to your merch shop, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people do that. Um, and, and you know, that's a good way to go as well. But yeah, tap handles are, you know, they're very popular. Like people, people want to have man caves and gifts and and all of that stuff.
0: They're definitely, you know, like collectibles, right? I mean, yeah. go back, you find those old like... Whiskey bottles that are porcelain or whatever, and are like you know Jack Daniel stuff. I mean, those things, these you know, years down the road, they might be worth something. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, for what, sure. It's, what materials are we using when we're when we're making these? Are they all wood? Or are they plastic? Does it vary?
1: No. So we use quite a few different materials. Um, the only materials we don't really use are glass or ceramic. Uh, because that's sure. a it's a it's a brittle material, and it, when it breaks, there's sharp edges. So everything else we can utilize. And what we do is we really we tailor the materials used to the needs of the design. So first and foremost, when we're talking to breweries, we want to understand again going back to their goals and, and telling their story. We want to design something that that fulfills those goals, and then yeah. we'll figure out how to build it. And we'll use the proper materials to kind of fill that in. So most handles are probably wood or urethane, um, which is just a composite. It's uh, rather than yeah. plastic, it's a it's a polyurethane. So that's probably what most handles are. Um, but we can do you know plastic, metal, mixed materials a lot. Um, found objects and found objects just refers to like you know we did a handle where it was a a, a bike handle like a brake.
0: I aren't. saw that. So, yeah. So you got a bike handle or like a pool cue or like a compass yeah. or something like w- people bring those to you. Can you order those? like how does, and how do you attach them and that sort of thing?
1: Yeah. So that, that goes back to our ability to kind of source widely and, and incorporate a bunch of different things into a tap handle okay. is if you have that part of your brand that, that, that component really speaks to, we want to try to find it and put it on a tap handle. That's um, sweet. and. And we've done some really, really cool ones um, that, that we're able to do that. It's definitely not for everyone. You know, if your right. brand isn't about biking, you don't want a bike handle, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> right. it's very neat when you, when, when it works, you know?
0: Yeah, that's unique. I, again, that's something that stands out. Um that's something when you walk into a bar, you're like, that's badass. I don't even care what kind of beer that is. I'm going to, I want to try it. Like I, yeah. I respect that brand. I like their creativity. Interesting. So The age-old question, Andrew, does size matter?
1: (laughs) Uh, Not really with a tap handle. Um, I can tell you that most people want to have a taller tap handle. And our recommendation is to not go over a foot because the taller you get, the more um, possibility there is that it'll... Like if, if the, the faucets are under a shelf or if there's two rows of faucets. If it's too tall, you could run into something or there's a TV right there and you don't want it covering the TV. Um, but yeah. the other thing is you don't want it too tall because if it's top heavy, it can turn the faucet on. Okay. You're out. So 12 inches is about the max that we recommend. People go higher, of course. Um, and so most people want to be kind of in that 10 to 12 inch range. Because if you think about your own experience as a drinker, going in looking at a bar, yep. your eye might be drawn to that top band. And so that's where people want to have their branding.
0: All right. So that was, you know, that was the thing that I was thinking about is, you know, I've read articles a couple of years back that said, you know, when we're walking in that beer bar and they got 50 taps, you're like, I don't know what I want. Yeah. The ones that stand out are typically the ones that stand out over the crowd physically, literally, you know, they're they're yeah. taller. Um, and you're, you know, now instead of, 50 you're looking at maybe 15 tall ones and you're like, all right, now that makes my decision a lot easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So people want to, it's kind of a tap handles are kind of an arms race. Like yeah. they wanna, you want to, you want to try to get that thing that will stand apart. But if everyone has a really tall tap handle, there's, I think there's an argument to be made to then have a shorter mm-hmm. handle because then now sure. you're the, the one that stands out. Um, but those, that type of thing is it's super, um, there's not a ton of like hard data around it, unfortunately, right? So it is a bit of a judgment call, and one of the things that we try to go back to is you want this, you know, to really grab people's attention, but we also want it to tell your story. So let's if let's let's if if that's the decision maker, like should we make it tall, should we make it short, like what fits your brand better, mm. and let's do that thing.
0: Something else I've noticed, which is pretty funny and probably annoying as hell for the bartender and, you know, annoying to the bar owner. I've seen that there was one tap handle that I don't know if it was wider than usual, but the two tap handles that it was next to every time that they poured that tap, they pulled that tap handle, it moved the other two tap handles. So now all three beers are pouring.
1: That is also something you want to avoid. I guess
0: that's that's on the the bartender or the <laughs> bar owner to be cognizant of that.
1: Well, yes and no. When we so just like we have a 12 inch uh, limit to height, we also have a turning radius you know, that we try to keep handles within a certain turning radius to right. avoid that. Um, but again, some people go outside of it, and some people have their faucets really close together. So even if you do a skin your handle, that can still happen. Okay. The challenge is that we talked about earlier that the tap handle, everyone has the same space. Mm -hmm. That space is also very horizontally limited. You only have a few inches. So everyone wants to go wider, but then you have that issue where you run into stuff. So that's part of the design conversation as well as trying to figure out a way to have a brand that may be oriented very horizontally and fit it on what is a much more vertical space so that you don't have that. Because if you, if you're the handle that knocks everything else open as it's being poured, there's a potential that bartenders are like, I don't want to deal with it. I'm not going to put this handle on, or I'm not going to recommend that beer. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a mess. that's something we think about. Yeah. Um, we did actually uh, to help solve for that. What we did is we, we created a, a ferrule that has this mechanism in it so that you can screw the handle onto the faucet without turning the handle and then just lock it into position. So we actually have a solve for that if anyone wants a wider tap handle, but is worried about that issue. Um, So that's kind of a cool... Look at you. ...component, yeah. Innovator. Yeah. We try. Now we think about this stuff a lot. (laughs)
0: That's fun. That's cool. So I was just kind of thinking, this just popped up as we're talking about the, the height of the tap handles and then the styles. Nowadays you have these big TV screens, you know, they're the, you know, with the untapped listing of beers and the ratings. And it's almost like, has that changed your business at all? Where when I walk in now I'm looking at that screen, not at the tap handle. So I pick my beer based on the screen. Boom, boom, boom. I see what I want. I see the description. I see the rating. All right. I'm going to pick that beer but then I guess now you watch the person pour your beer and you see the tap handle and maybe that brings you to the next beer that you're going to order. I'm like, all right, well,
1: what's, what is that tap handle?
0: You know, I guess.
1: Yeah. Too. It, so it's a good question. And it, um, we haven't seen like a macro impact per se. Uh, I think that there yeah. are certainly markets where accounts want to control the kind of the feel more than others. And so they just, they just like won't have tap handles or they'll have the screens and just like short black, um, tap handles that, that, that don't indicate the beer. Um, so that definitely like is out there and it happens. And, um, if that's the case, you know, if they don't want a custom tap handle in their bar, then you're obviously not going to get the placement there. But I think even if you have that screen, um, you look there for information and you might also just look at the, the, the lineup as well. And even if, you know, I, when I look at those screens, I still can't decide <laughs> still right choose between a bunch of stuff. And if I glance down and there's like a super rat tap handle, you know, that can still impact things.
0: Yeah. I would definitely say it's like, all right, you see that, you know, you're sitting there, maybe you got your cause you're going to have more than one beer. Right. I, I stopped telling my wife I'm going out for a beer because that's not a thing. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I should be honest. Like, honey, I'm going out for two or three. Yeah. Right? You know, and I'll, I'll be smart. Get the Pilsner last, you know, um, there you go. So, yeah, it's just interesting how that dynamic is changing. But, yeah, you're going to have a few, right? You might buy that first beer based on the screen. You see the style you want. You're in the mood for it. Cool. Or maybe that beer was released today. You want to try it. Um, but then I would think, you know, when you're sitting down, you're having that beer and you're just scanning the the tasting room and you're seeing that the tap handles, that one or two stick out, and you're like, what the hell is that? And then you look at the screen and you kind of match the brand up with the screen and you're like, all right, I'm going to go for that. You know, So, yeah, I would say there's no – I don't think there would be anything lost through that. Um, if anything, and I think it, it would probably help.
1: Yeah, and that's like a that's an important note about just your kind of drinking behavior is like you have that full time when you're drinking a beer where you're looking around and looking at stuff. And so if they do, you know, if there are tap handles, you're still gonna see them. And even yep. if you know, even if it's just talking about like, oh, that's a really cool tap handle, that that helps. Yeah. That's also why, you know, signage is important. And that's why people have posters and tin tackers and all this other kind of, yep. of sale materials is because there's the decision point when you order a beer and then there's the rest of the time that you're in that mm-hmm. location.
0: Yeah, That's a good point. Do you guys make tin tackers as
1: well? We don't do tackers. We do um, LED signs, yep. uh, LED lit signs. Um, we, we're much better at items that have... Uh, that are they're highly designed and customized okay Um, because we a little more complex yeah we have this like full in-house design team and we have this manufacturing center and so we're we're just really geared and built towards designing things that are are customized to our our client's needs and then producing them Um, and tackers are great right they're like there, you can get them everywhere. They're a really low cost item. They have really good, um, you know, it's, it's easier like a, to
0: make. Barrier to entry to becoming a tin tacker maker is probably a lot less costly. And I guess yeah, you. there's
1: just there's a lot of people that make them and make them really well. Um, and there's not a lot of customization to them. And so um, yeah, that's where we kind of differentiate as the products we make are, are are fully custom. That makes sense. I think that's a good uh, avenue there. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, what else? What else didn't we? Anything we didn't kind of hit on? Anything that you think the people should know, um, whether they are a, a beer drinker or a, a beer manufacturer?
1: Um, I think that, you know, if you are are thinking about your tap handle needs, one of the things that I recommend is just reaching out kind of as soon as possible. Um, we talked about, again, the, the start steps planning early. To, yeah, start planning early. It can take a while to, to do the design and do the tooling and do production. And we definitely have solutions where we can move a lot quicker and we try to create customized solutions for everyone's needs. But if you have the time, it is always more helpful to not have to rush through things, especially that design process where it is super collaborative and, you know, you're going to be have to be making a lot of decisions about how your brand looks on a tap handle. So. Yeah. Think about it early. Reach out to us early. Like we're yeah. always happy to talk. If you don't know when yeah. you're going to be needing stuff, give us a call and be like, "Hey, here's here's what I'm looking at. What do you think I should? When should I get started?" Yeah. Um, because we don't expect people to understand the intricacies of custom design and manufacturing. And all. Like that's what we're there for. Sure. So you just use us as a resource to to tell us what you need, and, and we can build a, a solution for you. Perfect. What's next
0: for tap handles? Anything new? Anything upcoming in the coming years? We should be excited about.
1: Well, we we hope to you know continue to work with amazing breweries and come out with amazing tap handles. Um, we are really excited about the possibilities with um, custom draft towers, yeah. uh, and okay. we, we're really excited to see what, where that can take us. Um, and we're hoping you know we're we are really hand in glove with the beer industry. And so we're, we're really, really hoping for a quick return to kind of normalcy, um, the pandemic yep. and, and, a world where people can go out to bars and breweries and drink and, and enjoy. Uh, so we're, you know, we're, we're hoping for that to happen soon because that will, you know, that's important kind of for, for the health of the industry and, yeah. um, you know, let's include it. So. Uh, we're excited to see when that day will come. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I'm with you. Would
0: say, you know, CBC rolls around and I show up there, would I possibly see you in the tap handles, uh, little tent there? Uh,
1: I hope so. Yeah. Um, So you do those, you
0: know, you do those trade shows, right?
1: Yeah. So we do, we do CBC every year. Um, We do, you know, there's been several, there's been like optic in regional shows as well and state shows. So we try to go to as many as we can. Sure. Um, And, so hopefully, you know, CBC moves forward this year, we can be a part of that um, because CBC is amazing. It's great. Like it's, it, you know. It's Just a lot the gathering. camaraderie
0: there, the energy, man. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's such an amazing industry. And so having a trade show that gathers everybody is, is going to be great.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, you want to do a little rapid fire?
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <Let's
0: do that. laughs> All right. Uh, cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Favorite late night snack. Top
1: ramen. What was that? Top ramen. Like nice noodle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Least favorite breakfast food. Oh boy,
0: uh, omelets. Least favorite. Yeah. Okay. I had an omelet yesterday, man. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> they're, they're so versatile. <laughs> you can you can do it every. you just are you an it's, egg guy? I or? like
1: no. I like the eggs separate, and then I like the other stuff.
0: What about like your mashed potatoes and like your corn? Do you they gotta stay separate? Your food on your plate you gotta stay separate.
1: No. But like, okay. I you know, I now that I'm thinking about it, I I usually like mixing everything, but um, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I'm going uh, do it for
0: me. I'm with you. I like my <laughs> eggs well done. I will not eat eggs at like a hotel. I can't do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, they need like. squirrely.
0: <laughs> um, favorite game show?
1: Prices right. Probably. Nice.
0: Plinko, man. That's my jam. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, what is in your fridge at home, beer-wise, alcohol-wise, drink of choice?
1: Yeah. Um, I can tell you literally what I have in my fridge right now is some beers by Frame, which is a okay. brewery out here in Oregon. Uh, they make really amazing beer. Okay. But it does change often. Um, you know, I think being in the beer industry, we... try new things yeah you have access to so many stuff so many things and so many different breweries and styles it's you gotta i keep changing so it's it's a different thing every week i think
0: how about favorite brew uh favorite beer style
1: (sighs) that also changes a lot
0: depends on like the season you know
1: it depends on the season. Um, so I was, I was into the kind of darker beers over the winter, but yep. one thing I've, I've been trying to, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I've been trying to explore more is just like the, the range of German style beers. Sure. Like classics. Uh, because they're, yeah, they there's so much there. And we, you know, I became a beer drinker in the craft beer world and it was very ale heavy and IPAs and all that, which are fantastic and awesome. Yep. But, uh, there's just as much over on the over on the lager side to
0: explore, you know. I love a good crisp lager. You know, if I see nowadays, obviously there's so many beers out there, but when I see, if I walk into a brewery and they have a, a pilsner or a lager, like I'm getting that. Yeah. Um, I'm just curious, right? There's there's so many ways to do it well. There's ways to mess it up, and you know. Yeah. There's times it's where you're nice. like man, they nailed it. There's times where I'm like, that's not even close, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. But I still drink beer, it. You know I'm going to drink it.
1: Yeah, you still have it.
0: <laughs> awesome dude well hey this was awesome this was a lot of fun i appreciate your time um love to have you back if you guys have something new you want to talk about um where can we find more i think taphandles.com
1: yeah go to taphandles.com uh pretty easy to remember uh we have a I know hell new-
0: of a it's a fantastic url to get you know many moons ago right.
1: yeah well that's what happens when you, you you know the company started in 1999 so it was uh there wasn't quite an internet yet. So was, yeah you grabbed up the right URL. So it, Beautiful. so we're easy to find on, on the internet. Um, and then, you know, we also have a contact form there, but you can always, um, also email, email us at just sales at tap Uh, you can give us a call. Um, again, like I said, we're always happy to talk and strategize and consult and, and figure it. out how to get you something you need. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you
0: coming on. Um, enjoy the family. Stay healthy, stay safe, keep fighting to go fight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And again, I think you do a great job. So thanks, Scott.
0: Thank you. Keep listening and uh, cheers and beer, mighty things. All right. Thanks, Kyle. All right, buddy. Be good. See ya. All right. That'll do it for today's episode. Thanks for listening. I hope you find this valuable. Please follow on Spotify or subscribe on Apple, and while you're at Apple, please go ahead and give us a five-star rating. It helps us get noticed among the craft beverage community there. Thank you. Cheers and beer mighty things.